This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on Old Dan this morning here in South Louisiana where the Old Trailblazer lived. And I know it's a lot different than that up there in Michigan, Minnesota, and Ohio, and north, uh, north part of our eastern coast. And I know that. I've been there. I tell folks I was privileged in the Navy to visit up there in the North Atlantic Ocean, and I I personally saw the Aurora Borealis, and I asked some of our kids today, what, and they don't even know what that is, our children. Oh, my friend, I could just spend a week there talking about what's happening in our schools now. We, we've thrown away the, the civics classes and the history classes, and we've thrown away the average average high school graduate now has no knowledge of our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And then now they, I see where they burn their flag and spit on it and all that. Oh, my friend. And that's not our subject today, but I, it makes me hot on the collar to see those things and uh, that you have a right to burn the flag. You don't have any right. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. If you brought up right, you won't do that. Now, I can just tell you that now. If you're, if, you're a, if you're a child of God, you won't do it either. Now, when we're looking at this study on the children being an, an heritage of the Lord, and we looked at that verse in 127 Psalm, it said, Happy is the man that hath his quiver full. Oh, but listen, listen, listen. I wish that ever mother and dad listened to me would think about these verses carefully and begin to realize that children, your children, that precious little bundle there, they're of the Lord. They're of the Lord. And I just don't understand why uh, that any woman... Uh, would would ever begrudge having children back there in the early days in the days of Christ every Hebrew woman every Jewish woman wanted to have a child because it might be the Messiah now we know that's all gone and done but listen there's something about motherhood and there's something about babyhood I know my wife and I have three grown children now but I remember when they were born Oh, we were poor. I was. I was just barely making a living, scratching a living out of the earth, a little old job I had. And I tell some of these young people, they don't believe a lot, I say, but I used to pray that my children would be born at night so I wouldn't miss a day's work. Back then, we had no insurance that paid for everything and all that, and if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. But I, I asked the Lord to let my children be born at night, and they were. They were, all three of them were born at night, healthy and ready to go. But my friend, uh, I don't, you know, I can remember those days. Uh, one of the things I remember, they wouldn't let, uh, wouldn't let children in the hospital. Now they let them in the room where the woman's having the baby. That's so terrible. That's so terrible. But I remember getting mine and bringing them home, and they smelled so good wrapped up in those little warm clothes, and they smelled so good. They got a good bath and had that sweet-smelling powder on, and uh, they smelled so good. They always do. But my friend, it's a pleasure. It's it's a privilege to have a to have children in the home. It's not a a burden, but the Lord the Lord says, "Blessed is the man that hath his quiver full of them." And I believe it means here that to have a big family. Now I don't recommend having a big family in these days. You know why? Because they have a precious soul, and with the times that we're living in today, I'm afraid many of them are born. Uh, without a chance of being saved. The gospel has been watered down. Our pastors have thrown over the old-time religion that we used to have many years ago. But listen, 
Listen, they are in the heritage of the Lord. If we realize that great fact, then we as fathers and mothers would begin to feel the responsibility of our children more keenly and accept it with a greater responsibility. Did you know when yours is born into this world, they're your responsibility? I told my folks here the other day. I listen, I told my congregation, that child that you bring into this world is your responsibility. If he goes out into eternity lost, that's your responsibility because it's your responsibility to train him up in the way he should go. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. We have a little book here by Brother J.C. Ryle. It's a track, I call it. It's, it's the duties of parents, and I'm going to talk about it a little later on. But right now, I was looking at one of the verses that he uses, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Oh, my friend, my friend, did you realize what he said? He would not get grow away from it when he gets old. Now, you may think that's all foolishness. I heard this story one of the pastors told years ago that back there in a hill country somewhere in Virginia, West Virginia, the old man died, and he had left two sons. He and his wife had brought them up in the proper way and had an old cabin where they lived back there in the hills. And after later on, those two boys come together and they said, you know, we just need to tear down the old cabin and make way for some new things that they were going to do and clear up the land. So they began to tear down the old cabin. And they tore the roof off, and they tore the walls down and started on the floor. And they got right over by the old chimney, the old fireplace, where those boards were there where the fire had popped out on them and left black marks on them. And also, one of them told the other and said, Now, Jim, you go ahead and tear those boards up while I go. He said, No, no, Joe. He said, You come on, you're going to tear them up. It came to their hearts and minds that their dad had knelt on that floor for a many, many night in front of that old fireplace and prayed for those two boys. And they had gone out from home, left home, went the ways of the world after many years. And when they came back home, just the recognition of those old planks there in front of that old fireplace. We had one when I was a kid, just like that. Every now and then a coal of fire pop out there on the floor. Once in a while, it uh, sit the little old uh, rug on fire we'd have to stomp it out but those two boys could not bring themselves to tear up those boards where their old dad had knelt and prayed asking the lord to deliver those two boys and the story goes on to tell that they came to know the lord because of that impressions that had been made upon their lives and that's why i tell you folks have done in the last three four five six weeks in these studies don't don't neglect your family. Don't neglect bringing. You have small children. Start now. Don't wait till they get 15 years old. You can't do that. If you do that, it's just like a wild horse's coat. You, when, when we have a, when we have a, 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 a pony out there in the country, soon as it, soon as they had little ones, we begin to pet it and play with it and work with it. Same way with the girl and calves around the barn. We could walk up to them out there in the pasture and and lead them anywhere we want because we had started when they were young, when they were small. Same way with your children. You let them grow up to be 14, 15 years old. They've been out smoking and maybe drinking a little dope, drink, taking a little dope and running around with the bad company. You can't get them to come in the house while you read God's Word. You start on them when they're little, three or four or five years old. 
and let them hear you read the Bible. Let them hear you pray. Let them see the tears run down your old raggedy cheeks, Daddy. They won't never get away from it. Like these two young men, they did. They just couldn't tear up them boards. But it made them think. It made them remember their old dad. Oh, my friend, we, we'll talk about that later. But we're looking at children being an heritage. They are our they're in, they're our inheritance. It's the greatest joy and blessing of the home is for the Lord to entrust into that home a baby. Make us fathers and mothers stewards of that child to raise it, to train it, to teach it, and to point that child to, to the heavens, to the Lord, to the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. If we did that, my friend, if we did that as a rule today, we wouldn't have any juvenile problems. No, I can remember when I was a child coming up. We didn't have any juvenile crime. No, the worst thing that boys ever did back those days was get a watermelon out of the neighbor's patch, and all he'd had to done was go ask the old man for it, and he'd give it to him. But it was more fun sneaking it in there and getting it and taking it back on the creek somewhere and eating it. Well, that was fun, but it didn't hurt anybody. Oh, my friend, we didn't have any. We left our house open. We never had a latch on the front door. You believe that? We lived in an old country house. We didn't even have a latch on the front door, just a, just a little old drop latch that you dropped into a, a, a hole at night. But anything anything could have jerked the door open. We just we slept there in complete comfort, never dreaming that anyone would harm us. Or, or The kids, we played in the woods and uh, out from home. We had stick horses and, and all those imaginary things. And we never worried about a pedophile. We never worried about, my friend, listen, listen. God's word says that children are in heritage. I know, I know that my mother and dad were cautious about us, and I know that. But I'll just tell you this other little incident uh, while before we run out of time. Us children back then, we always had company, especially on Sunday. And uh, we always, my mother always cooked a big meal on Sunday. And uh, uh, had 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 the folks over to eat, cousins and nephews, and they, and and we'd always, when the dinner table was set, four or five of us children, boys and girls, we went out on the front porch and went out under an oak tree and played till they called us to come eat, till the grown folks called us to come eat. I never thought we were being abused, but now I see these mothers. When the table is set, they dish off the best piece of meat to their children, let the children set at the table, and, and, and raise havoc if they don't get everything they want. But my friend, there's another thing that we must we do, is to raise our children to respect their elders. That's bringing them up, my friend, bringing them up. And, and to respect, we wouldn't have even thought. We never crossed our mind to go sit down at that table till our mother called us or our dad called us. You boys and girls, come on in the house now. Put your playing up and come on eat. All the grown folks have already eaten. Gonna sit on the front porch. No, but now they gotta get the best piece of chicken. I've seen people dish out the best piece of chicken for their little one over there that probably wasn't even big enough to eat chicken. But my friend, it's just part of growing up that we have lost. We've lost all of that, my friend. And I'm just this is just an old fogey-eyed fool talking. Maybe one one soul out there, one home out there somewhere who hears the old trailblazer will think back and say, you know, he's telling the truth. That's what we're doing. We're letting our kids control everything. 
and and they, they do what they want to do. They wear what they want to wear, and they raise hell in the store if they don't have everything they want. Little old bitty fellas, three and four years old, squalling, cutting up, wanting things off the shelf, and mama don't know what to do with them. But my friend, that's why we bring you these studies. The, the children, it's not the children's fault. It's your fault, daddy. It's your fault, mama, if you let them have their way. And I'm not talking about being cruel to them. I'm talking about there's a little rod of correction over there somewhere. The Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. And, and we just, we've thrown the rod away now. We try to reason with uh, little old Joe over there. Oh, come on, Joe. I'm, I'm on my, you may be offended, but Papa's going to help you. No, sir. No, sir. You got to be true. You got to be, you got to be sturdy and strong with those children, just like you are in any other thing, my friend. And then when they come up, they won't get away from it. But the old trailblazers are running out of time. You enjoy these messages. Would you help me with the broadcast just a little bit, if you could? And then write me. Write me and tell me if you're appreciating these messages. I'm getting letters from folks. And then I have folks call me on the phone telling me of the problems that they're having in their home. Maybe they have a, a unruly and a cruel dad that's, uh, that's, uh, not, that's ugly to their, to their parents and those things. But my friend, the old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul if it takes the hide off. That's what my dad used to say. And oftentimes he'd take the hide off with a razor strap. And that's what we got now. The ACLU would be on you in a minute, wouldn't it? But remember, my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785.